0: If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, check out the Classic Football Shirts HQ at the Box in Hackney. Screen in every World Cup match with a pop up shop, World Cup artwork, and small shirt display from the 14th to the 24th of June. Tickets for guaranteed entry can be bought through Eventbrite. Just search Classic Football Shirts London. This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lines Podcast.
1: Hello there and welcome to episode 24 of the Three Lions podcast. My name's Russell Osborne. What a night. Harry Kane saving the day for England right at the death as we beat Tunisia 2-1 in our opening game. Some of this morning's back pages. The Daily Telegraph saying Captain Fantastic Kane so proud after late header seals opening win for England. The Guardian leads with happy ending. Captain Kane delivers England win with last gasp header. The Sun, Kane, scores twice amid insect swarm and roars, I'm buzzing. And the Times, Justice, Kane, scores last gasp winner after being denied two penalties. We'll look more at that very soon when we catch up with an old friend, speak with an England fan in Russia to get the feel for it, and we look ahead to Panama. That's still to come on the Three Lions Podcast. So by the time you listen to this, every nation will have played their first 2018 World Cup game. We've seen the players, we've seen the new shirts they're wearing, we've seen most of the stadiums too. But before the tournament had even started, controversy. Spain sacked their manager two days before they play Portugal. Julian Lopetegui succeeding Zinedine Zidane as Real Madrid manager. Former Madrid and Spain player Fernando Hidero taking control. It'd be like Manchester United poaching Gareth Southgate. If I was a regular Spanish fan, I would be fuming. FIFA casually announced that the 2026 World Cup has been awarded to the joint bid of Canada, USA and Mexico, ahead of Morocco, winning 134 votes to 65. The tournament will be the biggest ever. 48 teams, 80 matches, And over 34 days, just imagine the Panini album. Now it's actually the fifth time Morocco have bid and failed, and supposedly Qatar spent 117 million on bidding for 2022, whilst we spent 21 million on our failed bid for this year's tournament. I just wonder how is Morocco still in a financially stable state? But a few general observations of mine from just. Sitting on the sofa. There's been a few goals so far. But there's also been a few dull games, haven't there? Only lit up by late goals. Iran, Morocco, Egypt, Uruguay. I'm talking about you. Penalty and a goal awarded by VAR2. Can't deny Portugal-Spain was a cracker. But there's been no Zidane headbutts. No Suarez biting. No Maradona handballs. Or Frank Reichardt spitting either. Plenty of time for all that though. Now what's with the BBC studio? can't they just keep the camera still rather than just sweeping from Rio Ferdinand to Gary Lineker then to some graphic and sweeping back again at an odd angle and don't you find that for us English viewers 7pm for a kick-off is just a frustrating time when I'm watching general evening games throughout the season extra 45 minutes is just enough time to sort dinner put my daughter to bed or even get in from work to sort just general stuff out before sitting down to watch the game. I've found I've actually been missing some of the games because of this earlier start. Yeah, I, I know there is the time difference. But it's just a pain. Now, once again, thank you to Classic Shirts for their support of this podcast. If you happen to be in the Hackney area of London and are looking for somewhere to watch a World Cup game, then I suggest joining them at The Box in Hackney in London. Now, For more information, why not take a look at their Twitter At C-F-S-L-D-N. Right, let's crack on with England. So, England. I see that there's a Lion's Den channel. You can find it on YouTube, the England website, etc. I've watched a few of them. I did see one though where I was a little bit concerned. Now whilst being interviewed, Deli Alley says he's a little bit tired. I don't know what from, just from training, maybe? Maybe a little bit too much fortnight on his PlayStation. Although it does appear that the sun comes up early in Rapino and may have crept through his curtains. Marcus Rashford has sat out a couple of training sessions, but other than that, it's not been a great deal for the press to get their teeth into. Southgate has done a really good job of just keeping it all low-key going into the Tunisia game. Now, Rapino being England's training ground, a district just outside of St Petersburg on the coast. Got a nice little beach there. Seems it's a good setup from what I've seen from various pictures, And it certainly hasn't had the bad feedback the likes of Barden Barden had in 2006. Or well, you may remember the Wags were staying just a little bit too close by and Rustenburg in 2010 where supposedly the training ground and the hotel weren't finished and then in 2014 where the training ground was an hour's bus journey from the hotel. We can't get away from the fact that there is travelling to do to get from ground to ground and back to the hotel base but every nation is in the same position as us so it would seem that Rapino may be a good little setup. Uh, and England made that journey from Rapino to Volga, Volgograd, a journey of just under a thousand miles to the Volgograd Arena, where Gareth Southgate had picked his 11 starting men. I did wonder how long in advance he knew that starting lineup. It's one that never actually played before together. We did line up as follows Pickford in goal, back three of Walker, Stones, Maguire, wing backs of Trippier and Young, midfield of Henderson, Lingard and Alley. And up front, Sterling and Kane. And here to talk with me about it is Ryan Power. Yes, Ryan, formerly of this parish, in fact, (laughs) creator and host of this very podcast until I uh, mm, sauntered along. We're not quite (laughs) at the stage of Trigger's Broom or yet the uh, the Sugar Babes, but uh, anyway... Good to have you back. You well? <laughs>
2: Thanks, Russell. Yes, great to be back. I'm very well. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, getting stuck in with the uh, World Cup fever, as no doubt everybody is. It seems to have uh, seems to have really swept the nation, doesn't it? Already, it has.
1: Loving it. I mean, what have you made of it so far?
2: Well, um, I think that overall, the uh, I think the tournament so far has been largely a success thus far. There's been some quite exciting games. There's been a lot of shocks, surprisingly, already, which I think which no doubt when we come on to speak about England, I think that that is one of the things which has has been a real standout because, you know, we did get through our first game and lots and lots of big teams didn't manage that same uh, feat. So I think that that should definitely be recognised. Um, I think also as well, with one of the biggest, I think it was always going to be a big talking point before it started. And I think the big stick out so far, sadly, that we all seem to be talking about is the, the VAR. Um, and what the heck is going on with that? Because I can't work it out for the life of me.
1: <laughs> no, I, know, I know the thing. It's almost something that you think, well, we've had a, a season of it. We, we should be used to it as a as viewers, but it's still frustrating to see it, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I don't really think that it, it just doesn't seem to be that clear at all of what's happening. And I still don't understand how when it's there and there's, you know, and it shows the little, because they had the little, The little cut over to the room on last night's game and you've got four guys with about 10 tvs with every different angle imaginable including that floaty camera which is like almost seems like it's you know like a little ufo floating above the pitch i just don't understand how they can't get every single decision right with 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 all of that um at their disposal
1: um it it just doesn't it just doesn't make much sense to me at all I agree, and and the fact that, as you say, they've got that studio with with half a dozen people, professionals in there, and the referee still has to stop the game and go and look at a monitor himself. He's got mm. an earpiece. Can't one of those so called professionals just give him the the nod in the ear and say penalty?
2: Exactly. I mean, I'm guessing they are referees, are they? Is that? Their, I, I don't know so. actually. Um, I I, my, I assumed that they were that they were refs so't
1: dinner ladies or or anything like that I <laughs> said
2: so that they've got the right um you know so they obviously get all the laws of the game quite right, but you know in terms of reading the game and what's happening but I mean obviously there were um you know in, in the England game there obviously were a couple of moments that no doubt we'll come on to discuss but that that, that certainly would have been um well the Kane came well, let's lo- get I,
1: on to england why well, not? Let's...
2: yes well why not indeed well in terms of the the var um yeah i mean i think that there was i mean both uh, the penalty i think it was a penalty i think that, that you know for um for for them should have been a penalty. I think that Walker shouldn't have had his arm out where he, where he did. That was a bit sloppy, really, especially given that the cross probably wasn't really going to go anywhere. Um, But that aside, I do think the rugby tackle on Kane at the other end was the prime example of where that should be used. Now I thought, and maybe, maybe I got it wrong, but I thought when I was listening to the commentary, they said that it had been flashed up um, as if, the ref had been made aware of something potential oh, really? happening. I'm sure they mentioned that. And then just nothing came of it. So I don't I don't get how someone could watch it and not, unless they looked at it and just thought, oh, actually, that's not, you know, maybe they didn't think it was a penalty. But if they don't, then quite frankly, that too is a bit bonkers. So I thought that uh, that aside though, let's not uh, moan about that too much. I think that uh, all in all, I think that they play pretty well. I mean, the start of the first half was just, electric they came absolutely out flying out of the traps like mm-hmm. i've not seen before and actually it was a real shame that their keeper got injured because that just killed the tempo didn't it, entirely and i mean the reserve keeper suggests he might have been encouraged to come on slowly, I think, to destroy the tempo. it took him about 20 minutes to get on the pitch. Yeah, he was And, then, and then, there, on. then there was only three minutes added, played. It was like, I thought it was going to be like 10 or 15 or something. It, was, it seemed a bit crazy. But, um, but I think that, yeah, they, 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 they came out well. Um, again, there were periods where some of the passing, particularly from the back, was a little bit sloppy. Um, I felt. But overall, and as I mentioned earlier, especially given how poorly some of the other big sides have started, I think we've got to be truly grateful for three points in the bag. Hopefully that should now mean, um, you know, that there's no slip ups and we should at least get through. Uh, That's I think a lot of the spade work done. Brilliant for Kane to get off the mark, um, get his confidence up. Um, because you know he is obviously proving to be quite a, a talisman these days, and one of the few players who actually seems to score. So getting him scoring, I think, is um, is good as well. And I think there were there were plenty of positives
1: um, up and down the park, actually. Well, you mentioned confidence with with Kane. Do we do we have to mention confidence with Sterling? Because that was about four or five minutes in when he put that one just wide. Do you think that was a confidence thing? The one. I, it's a good question I'm, I'm not sure I mean the one where it's sort of like he wasn't
2: sure almost which foot to kick it with and then it sort of came off his standing shin almost didn't yeah. it and it was one of those where you think it's harder to it's harder to miss than it is to score um I don't know it's frustrating isn't it it's getting to the point because again if how can he he scored what one or two goals for England something like that and in, in all his caps and yet he scored 20 odd for Man City this season so you think all right, okay, maybe he doesn't have Kevin De Bruyne supplying him the bullets for, for England, but he gets, he gets his fair share of chances. So it is frustrating that he's not putting more away. I, I'm not sure he'll necessarily be one of the first names on the team sheet by the end of the tournament, as maybe he was coming in at the start, because I think Southgate has shown that he's quite happy to change things around if he sees fit. Um, and I think that's... Sterling may become a victim of some sort of reshuffle at some point, which actually might just give him the kick at the backside. Maybe that's what he needs a good, you know, boot up the backside um, and to realise that maybe, you know, he, like anyone, is, um, you know, droppable at the end of the day.
1: And Southgate, you said you mentioned him there. You happy with Southgate? and you know, Gareth, how he's doing things at that moment? I tell you what, I
2: loved seeing him celebrate when that That's second great, when it? that second goal
1: went in. It was
2: a bit of a that for me was it was akin to Stuart Pierce uh penalty redemption, you know, uh, again in Euro ninety-six. It was it was similar to that for me. I went it was it really was a sort of tingles down the spine, you could just feel just that all that passion and emotion coming out of him, which actually was interesting because a lot of people um, who don't seem to like him claim him to be a bit, you know, monotonous, robotic, lacking in um, a bit of uh, a bit of that chutzpah. Uh, however, I think that quite literally the opposite was true last night. I loved it when he was jumped up off the bench and gave it the old fist pump. Um, and I tell you what, also was interesting, which I also can only assume is due to his input. Um, all 11 of the players sung the national anthem, um, which didn't go unnoticed in our uh, in, in front of our telly. And I don't remember the last time seeing that. So I think that that I guess that's something that he's you know, that's come from him because I don't know if you So they showed the clip recently on one of the channels where it had going down the line at Euro 96 and you've got like Pierce and Adams, you know, all belting it out sort of thing. And um, I do think there is something to be said for that. And and you know, that sort of cohesion in the group and everything and how it makes everyone um, fight for each other a bit more. So I was actually, well, some people might think that's trivial. I was quite pleased to see them all singing along because it wasn't that long ago when hardly any of them did. So that's actually a real turnaround. And I think that this group of players look to really have each other's backs. They look to be um, committed. Um, and I think that possibly for the first time as, as an actual squad they seem to look like they have really gelled really well all seem to get on with it you know this where there was a lot of talk in the past of previous squads with issues with clubs and uh whether or not certain players from certain clubs got on with each other as well as they should have um it looks like all of that has been uh, eradicated now so <clears throat> i think that the future is bright maybe not this tournament but you know uh, down the line um I do think that there are plenty of positives to come from last night having said all that we're probably going to lose one nil to Panama now, next oh. time
1: now. <laughs> no don't say that don't say that <laughs> no I'm
2: sure we'll I'm sure we'll run a few in I do expect him to make a few changes for that one um and what I also like actually about the squad is that. It's difficult actually to pick your first. It's difficult to pick a first eleven because we've actually got quite a few players that can play in slightly different positions. And actually, it looks like we've got we don't just have one option anymore. You know, where for a long time it we were we were quite predictable in that sense. And now I think that it's quite good that we can mix it up and not and not look like a weaker team. I think I think that was even highlighted in the the two friendlies before where he picked two completely different elevens, and there wasn't that much. Between the two teams, really, um, you know, if they played each other, you would expect it to be a fairly close match. So I think that there's lots, and I think there's loads and loads of positives to take so far. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I, I imagine they probably have played each other in some training games. <laughs> they probably have.
2: Yes, yeah. you're probably right.
1: So, Got the, the we've we've spent, we've mentioned Panama there, and we, and we hope we can uh, we can bypass them. We get we get three points against Panama. We're through, aren't yeah. we? Um, yeah. How far can we go? Do we, are we still thinking? I mean, even because Germany um, lost and you you may remember when we went through the whole the whole draw and we concluded that we would go out in the quarterfinals to Germany. Would you still stand by that or do you think, oh, could we go a bit further?
2: Well, um, I, see, this is the other thing, isn't it? Because now with a couple of the good times, a couple of the good teams having slipped temporarily and not, you know, not just um germany but obviously brazil argentina you know and um with a few slips now it gets interesting if that means some of those teams don't top their group anymore because of course as soon as one of them only takes one of them to finish second and then all of a sudden the good teams have got to play each other that much sooner which can then make you know that's where you then sometimes see a team who maybe at the start of the tournament weren't a big favorite, make it through to like, you know, the, the, the semifinals or what have you. So can we go, how can we go further than the quarterfinals? I mean, of course we can. I mean, we can, in theory, you know, we can, (laughs) we could be any of those teams, you know, we've, we've already played and done very well against Brazil and Germany in recent memory um you know this year um and didn't concede against either of them so i don't think that we should be fearing anyone i don't think they do fear anyone really um of course i think one of the things that might eventually uh, work against their favor would be uh, how hyped up that would be before any of those bigger games take place i'm sure the media bandwagon will go you know will go bonkers um but i do i do believe that yeah we I, I don't i don't think we will necessarily get any further than the quarterfinals but in terms of could we well why not we've just seen that uh you know the G- germany who i did think that's i did put a bet on with them at the bookies before the Ooh. start so that's who i actually put my physical money on yeah. i still think they will come back but they've shown they're beatable you know mexico beat them simple as that so We too would have eleven players against them for ninety minutes, and so why, why, why couldn't we beat them? You know.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Just looking on, are some reviews of the game on Facebook page, Henry Delago said this was a joke. This should have been four one easily. <laughs> which um, maybe not four one, but um after that that start, then yes, well, I think we should have
2: Yeah, I think we had six was it six shots on target in the first half, which was which was which was quite good. I mean and their and their keeper must have been devastated for the goal that went in because that the first save he made was absolutely unreal where the ball, he almost clawed it out of the net, didn't he? Just for yeah. the for, for the rebound to go in. Um, but I mean, well, should they have scored four? Well, ar- I mean, arguably, they certainly had that many chances, didn't they? And it's one of those where you do fear, and that's often where I fear playing against the better teams for England because you're not going to get 10 chances against Brazil, are you? Or against Germany. You might get two against Germany. So you've got to take... At least one of them and you always fear that at the other end those good teams will take their chances against you you know um so i think that we do have to be a bit more clinical in that respect um i mean again even last night what was it not? i mean i can't think of another time pickford had to make even touch the ball really apart from getting a fingertips the penalty and then picking the ball out of the net and that was about it really wasn't it? i don't think they even had another shot mm-hmm. um so So it was, um, uh, yeah, I mean, should they have won four? Well, possibly, but, you know, let's also remember, you know, they were the the highest ranked um, African nation in the tournament. Um, They were only eight places below us in the rankings, the FIFA World Rankings. So I think that, you know, I don't think necessarily they were the minnows that some people maybe believe them to be because maybe they were 10 years ago you know people sort of assume that oh I haven't heard them do much in recent years so they must be terrible whereas I don't think that was the case um I think I think that yeah you can you can only beat what you put up against and I think we put up a decent a pretty decent performance actually without wanting to get too carried away just yet you know
1: just, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, David Samuel, we spoke about VAR at the beginning there. David Samuel said referee uh, and VAR has a lot to answer for, although if that's how we're going to be treated, then we have to deal with it. Kane had one of those games strikers are paid for, have a relatively quiet night and still score twice. If the friendly against Nigeria was to prepare us for Tunisia, then the choice was wrong. It needed to be another North African side. Um, and sticking on the the, the North African side of things. You may also remember our last podcast we spoke with our Tunisian correspondent Suhal. Uh, he yeah. tweeted after last night, he said, mediocre performance by Tunisia, to be honest. England, clearly much better and more aggressive. They deserve the victory, but just not like this. I think he's probably referring to that last-minute goal.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think that he could argue that on the balance of play, England were by far the better team, created far more. Um, you know, they, they were obviously happy to set up camp uh, and, and and try and get a point um so I, I don't think there can be too many complaints and yeah i agree with what david said as well about the you know the vir it is gonna by the sounds it's it's funny because i think the whole point of it was to almost eradicate these talking points but is it actually perversely just going to create even more of them um it certainly has so far isn't it yes. with what with what we've seen um and again you <sighs> You, you, it looks like you're still going to win some and lose some with it, which again, kind of defeats the object of it. Because the point of it is to stop all of that. The whole point of it is that you now get a firm decision, either it was or it wasn't, or he did this or he did that, you know, for when the ref can't see it and then it's, it's taken care of. So if it's not going to do that job, which certainly isn't doing it very well at the moment, I wouldn't have said, then again, maybe maybe it won't maybe it
1: won't last the test of time. No, we shall see. We shall watch this space on that one. And uh, one more, one of our listeners uh, has given us a 30-second review, uh, and this is what Steve has to say.
0: This is Steve from Hertfordshire. Excellent winner by Kane right at the end. Good time for it. But also want to say word for Stones, Henson, Lingard, but mainly Trippier, actually, who put in a really good show. A bit worried about Walker and Maguire's passing at the back but uh, Ali and Sterling may be criticised for their performance, but I thought their movement and threat were there, and um, hopefully that will show in future games. Really good to see Southgate show some passion after a rather sort of calm and collected sort of build-up to it all, and England fans uh, were superb. Cheers. Uh,
1: So thank you for that. Thanks for uh, sending in your, your audio clips. If you want to do that in the future, just open up your phone. 30 seconds. Go on, give us 30 seconds of verbal, good stuff, bad stuff. Um, and send it to uh, three lines podcast at uh, gmail.com. Ryan, thank you very much for joining us. Um, maybe we can speak again.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's been uh, delightful to be back, Russell. And may I also take the opportunity to say, uh, I'm still listening very keenly, and uh, I think you're doing an absolutely sterling jobs. So, do keep up the very hard work that I know it is putting on a podcast. People might not appreciate how much work goes into it, but uh, I know firsthand a lot does. So uh, it sounds really good. So do keep it up. And yes, I'd be delighted to uh, come back whenever you call upon me.
1: Oh, I appreciate your words. Thank you very much. And I remember you saying that you would, you would unsubscribe if there was not a Panamanian correspondent. <laughs> Stand by because she's coming up.
2: Oh, wonderful.
1: Catch you later. <laughs> Cheers, Russ. Okay, so we'd like to welcome to the podcast It's uh, CJ Joyner who's out in Russia as we speak in Volvograd CJ, you alright?
0: Yeah, really good, Russell, yourself?
1: Yeah, not too bad Uh, How was it last night? Talk us through it in your own words, however you want
0: How can you describe last night? Frustrating for so long, thinking, are we ever going to get this second goal? I mean, how many opportunities did we have? Shots blocked, the keeper managed to stop it somehow with his foot when he had no right to. Any, Any other week, we probably scored two or three more on top of the two that we got.
1: And that was just in the first half?
0: Yeah. Oh, God the first half I mean it was the miss what f- what five minutes in we were thinking what is going on what is going on how have we missed that and then there was another one later on as well but well,
1: yeah. when was the last time you remember England playing like that for that, that first half that first 20 25 minutes yeah when was the last time I can't think
0: I can't think of the time when we played like that to be honest where we, where we just took a team apart I, I, I think we should have been three or four up at half-time.
1: Tunisia just weren't ready for us, were they?
0: No, they just, they just weren't at all. No. I mean, to be fair, the first half against Nigeria, we, we, did, we did go at them, if you remember. Right.
1: I, we, to be honest, I didn't see that one.
0: Yeah, well, first half against Nigeria... We really went at them, and second half, then Nigeria then decided they wanted to play a bit, and um, you know they were they were a bit bored. Then of advertising a nice new kit, which which <laughs> I wasn't that I wasn't that impressed with. We're <laughs> in the
1: minority there,
0: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Russell, the the first half it did remind me a little bit of the Nigeria game,
1: yeah. And um, what what was the the ground like? What's the atmosphere as well?
0: The ground itself was very similar to um, it. Remind it reminded me a bit of the Emirates, right? A um, little bit of Marseille, okay, and Bilbao as well, right? So there's there's quite a few stadiums cropping up like that. Um, the city itself, absolutely lovely city, really nice city, vulgar bread, really nice people. The fan zones right on right on the water, right on the banks of the water. You've um, you know, you're looking out over over the over the screen just to see that like the river behind you is like really nice, yeah. and then um, in the ground itself, the atmosphere all the way through was just superb, and it was yeah, the the song, the the new anthem for Russia, the um the well, yeah, go and tell us, it's um England's in Russia drinking all your vodka, and England's going all the way, um so um I that was actually i, I actually remember somebody st- uh, somebody starting that back in bratislava what two years ago right. but there was a big sam one um, for his illustrious 100 percent reign that uh, it once started from uh, one started about him and and then there was the um, the other moscow one that, that i'm I do like the song, but I'm kind of pleased now we can kind of shelve it after the World Cup. we have <laughs> yeah. seen that quite a lot now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they it kind of got it kind of got quashed by the by those really. Um, so it never got it never his head again until last night. We probably sang that for half an hour to thirty five minutes of the ninety last night.
1: Oh. And then, um, then right the, at the end, what, what what was it like? Right at the end.
0: What was it like right at the end? Bruises upon bruises <laughs> upon bruises, Russell. Yeah. Um, I think I think some people uh, will have to go uh, into the river today because they would have lost their uh, they lost their arms. I think quite a few arms disappeared out of the roof and flew <laughs> for a mile or two. Yeah. It, it was just ridiculous. It was like it was very similar to that. Um, that everything. That winner in Lens a couple of years ago, yeah. Wales, you know, very similar sort of situation. I mean, we were we were kind of thinking in the run up to that. Well, I was anyway thinking, this is like the Russia game a couple of years ago. We've yeah. batted, We've been miles better than them. They, you know, I mean to be fair, they look they looked a lot better than Russia did back then. But but still, you know, we we we've still battered them, and we should have we should have won this considerably. You know, we could have we should have wrapped this up half an hour 20 minutes ago um but yeah it was just the relief the sheer relief and when we did it we kind of knew that they just couldn't that they, they weren't going to be able to get anything back <laughs> they weren't going to be able to get another goal and that was all part of it really just thinking this is one you know we, we've done it this is one nice awesome.
1: one so you go you had a few drinks afterwards got good night's sleep and what's, what's your plans for today
0: um we're going to go and see some of the sights of sites some from Coventry. It's one of our twin towns. I think it was the first example of twin ta- uh, town twinning, oh, okay. town friendship, yeah. along with there and Bob uh, there and uh, uh, Dresden. That's just our that's just our doorbell, uh, <laughs> um, sort of fire alarm. And... <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to be uh, we're going to be going out to see the sites, and um, it's a twin town of Co- uh, Coventry, along with Dresden and Hiroshima. So um, we've got proper friendship uh, group. Amongst the councils and the historical societies and stuff, okay. and we're going to be um, yeah, we're going to go and just um, see the bits and pieces that um, you know resemble well that other that have to do with our city and some things that don't really.
1: Yeah, and uh, and you're onwards to Nizhny.
0: Well, we're going to get the, we're going to get a, a flight. We got a twenty-three train out a twenty-three hour train out here. Oh yeah, how was that? Um, not bad actually. It was okay. Yeah it um, it's a bit tedious at times I mean it was fine but when, at the end of the day when you've got 4G you can watch the football you can watch all sorts of things um, so you can put a film on or something but yeah. it was so sketchy properly sketchy there was um, a couple of West Ham fans on the sister train behind ours yeah. um, that had a bit of a row with each other uh, I don't okay. know if any fisticuffs or anything they had a little bit of a row and raised voices and they ended up, um, they ended up just being dumped in the middle of nowhere they just really? them, they literally opened the door slowed the train down i don't know how they managed to slow it down much slower than what it was actually going yeah. they just opened the door and put them out they put them out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so um so yeah we uh, oh, right. it was but like i said absolutely no, no problem whatsoever we're on them from kalingrad later on we're um, we're on a flight back but we're um, from Kal to and from kalingrad they're about 20 to 25 hours
1: okay and I've seen that you're doing some videos whilst you're out there via Twitter. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Is your Twitter, uh, is my right saying CJ underscore Covblaze?
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah.
1: I'll, uh, we'll uh, give that a, a mention. No we'll, uh, we'll speak to you
0: again after the Panama game, hopefully. Yeah, no problem at all.
1: Look forward to that. Uh, enjoy your day. Who are you out there with?
0: I'm out here with two mates, um, one, one other Coventry fan and one Gray's fan, um, Dan and Dan.
1: Dan and Dan, so, so CJ, Dan and Dan.
0: Yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah. <laughs> Great stay, enjoy your day and we'll speak again. Fantastic, see you later. Mate. thank you, bye bye. Cheers. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, check out the Classic Football Shirts HQ. At the box in Hackney, screening every World Cup match with a pop-up shop, World Cup artwork and a small shirt display. From the 14th to the 24th of June, tickets for guaranteed entry can be bought through Eventbrite. Just search Classic Football Shirts London. Now, they said it couldn't be done. They said I couldn't get a Panamanian voice on the podcast. I've moved heaven and earth and uh, been given a little nudge by one of our listeners. So on the end of the line is Eliza Liu, who's from Panama. Thank you for joining us.
3: You're welcome. How are you? I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm very good, thank you. Now, we're we're actually recording this ahead of the World Cup because you're actually heading out there, aren't you?
3: I am. I'm very excited. Very excited. World well, Cup, so I'm super super excited.
1: What, what games are you going to see?
3: So I am going to Panama, Belgium, and Panama, England.
1: That's that's really exciting because that obviously it is Panama's first time in the World Cup, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Um. I usually growing up, I usually supported Brazil because my country never made it, but now I get to support my own. Country.
1: And what what is the feeling like? In Panama,
3: oh, well, it was amazing. Everybody just like cried because we almost didn't make it. It was like a two-minute thing right before the game, and then we scored one more goal, and then we made it. And because it's the first time, people were just so excited. The president gave everybody the day off the next day. It was a national holiday, and you know, people are, were still crying. You know, months later. Really, but it's a big deal for so everyone.
1: So because you you knocked basically America out, didn't you?
3: Oh yeah, and you know it's—it's it's I mean, like I do live in the United States, so it's like I'm trying to be too mean, <laughs> but it's—it's it's a little bit of karma because that's what happened last night <laughs> to us.
1: That's right, because they—they they knocked you out, didn't they? In 2014.
3: Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> As you say, karma. Um, I mean, going. Uh, I mean, going back to twenty fourteen, you must be taking some inspiration from Costa Rica as well, because they they're your your area of the world, and they came top of the group, didn't they?
3: Yeah, I mean, like we're neighbors, we have a great relationship with them, and they wanted us to win too, because you know we we want to go together, we don't want to knock each other out. So you know, when we won that that last game, they were happy for us. Then that was like the whole. You know, it was a home game for us, so they were happy to celebrate. With us. So that was, they were going, and we wanted, so we
1: were going. to. We were up, you know, just, just explain good. about that last game. It was um, defender Roman Torres, wasn't it? It was a last-minute goal, yeah. last yeah. game oh, okay. against yeah. Costa Rica. Um, and he's he's a defender, wasn't he? He's a national hero now.
3: Yeah, and he yeah he's the captain, and he's amazing. And well, so we had the the phantom goal. That some people say shouldn't have counted but that was the first goal and then we cheated one more so we would win because we did need a win so we could you know either go to the playoffs or go directly to the world cup but we needed to win we couldn't tie we couldn't lose we needed to win that game so that was a goal that broke the tie and actually put us in the world cup because all the other teams that had to lose so we would go ahead both of those teams lost, and then with that one goal, so a couple of minutes before the end of the game, we made it. So it, it was, it was big.
1: <laughs> and I, I've seen pictures of, of Panama the day after. It was just not insane. not chaos. Yeah, insane, insane. I was going to say chaos, but maybe chaos is the wrong word. Insane is a uh, is a great way of phrasing it. Who who else do we need to know about for the uh, from the Panama team? We know about Roman Torres. He's been. Well documented yeah. over here, but who else?
3: Also, oh, uh, well, we're down one man. Um, so, uh, Alberto Quintero, he was injured in the friendly against Norway a couple of days ago. Okay. So he he's out of the game right now. So and he was actually one of the main ones that people need to watch. And there's also Blas Perez. Um, he he's amazing, and he's retiring after the World Cup, so he's gonna do a great job. And there's there's, um, Jaime Canelo, he's the the main goalie, and he's amazing as well. So he's also another player to watch. But definitely Roman is the the hottest player right
1: now. Yeah. And how do you see the England game going? Of course, we meet on Sunday the 24th of June in, is it initially Novgorod, I believe? Yes, exactly. How do you see that?
3: Well I have no idea what to expect. I know, you know, the Russians are threatening um, British fans, so I don't know
1: what
3: kind of what kind of mess we're gonna walk into. But um I really don't know what to expect. We've never been to a World Cup. I've never been to Russia, so I really don't know what it's gonna be like. But I know England fans are really crazy and so are Russian fans. So I'm I i do not know, it's like I guess I have to prepare for anything.
1: I, I, I'm I keeping my fingers crossed that, that everything will be safe. You'll be safe. England fans will be safe as well. I hope so. Um, but I but
3: am a little bit concerned because there's a lot of threats of violence against England and we're playing with England. So, obviously, we want, I want my friends to be safe. A couple of my British friends are going to be there too. So right. I want them to be safe and I want to be safe because we're going to be in the same stadium.
1: Of course. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you, what would be your prediction for the game? Let's talk about what's going to happen on the pitch.
3: Mm. So, I mean, like England's been playing really strong, so so we have to bring our A-game if we want to compete with England and possibly beat them. So, I mean, I don't know, like, I guess we'll have to see how it goes. First, we're going to play against Belgium, and yeah. we'll see how that goes, and then we'll figure out what, you know, what, what strategies they need to put in place to try to beat England. But right it, it, now, it's uncharted territory, for, you know, yeah. for us, for the team in general, so... I don't really know what's gonna happen,
1: but just general excitement.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely! Like I, I've never been this excited about anything in my life.
1: Oh wow! Um, yeah. And am I right in saying you are a chef? Yes, I am. <laughs> so, uh, are you going to? Are you hoping to pick up some Russian recipes?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely! And I'm also right now I'm working on a cookbook, so I definitely want to you know pick up some inspiration from the trip and you know add that to the book. Because, you know, it's, it's a big, you know, for, not for the sport, not just for the, the team, but for me, it's a big deal. Like, I've never been that far away in, you know, in a country where I don't know the language or the alphabet even. Like, I can't yeah. read a sign on the street. But, <laughs> <So, laughs> like, I want to, you know, immerse myself in, in the culture and, like, learn new things.
1: Is this a book that you're going to have published? Yes. Tell us more.
3: Yeah. So it's, Yeah. It's pretty cool. And, I, you know, obviously I'm going to... Do a lot of things that have to do with my own culture, but you know, since I get to travel and visit this amazing faraway place, I want to get a little bit of that in there too.
1: Well, I I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure you'll be very safe. The alphabet, yes, it's a bit funny having experience of Russia, but
3: it's not not happening as quickly as I would like.
1: Well, I I think I'm I'm pretty hopeful myself because I'm going out for the the Belgium game. Um, I'm pretty hopeful myself that there will be a fair amount of english text um signs yeah. etc that we can all understand well um, i also
3: I downloaded i don't know if you ever use google translate but if you download the app you can yeah. take a picture of any sign but you don't understand and it'll translate it for you oh so this that, is yeah that's going to be a lifesaver
1: <laughs> yeah no i uh, i'll be i'll be searching for that as well
3: yeah absolutely so, yeah, it'll translate voice so you can say something and then translate it back in Russian if you want to t- talk to someone who doesn't speak English. Or you can, you know, take... And, like, I don't work for Google. I'm just saying, like, I found it and it's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, definitely get some Google Translate on your phone and you should be okay.
1: <laughs> I, w- I will do that. Um, Eliza, thank you very much for joining us. I know it's been a little bit of a... Uh, a little bit hard work to get there, but we got know, there in like the
3: end. I know, like technical difficulties, but, you know, I'm here
0: and well, yeah, I'm so well,
3: excited. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of England too, so I'm, I'm very happy that we get to play against you guys. And, of course, we want to win, but I'll be happy if England wins too.
1: You're too kind. You're too kind. Well, in that case, I hope... Yeah,
3: I mean, like, I, I grew up watching, like, you know, Beckham and, like, Rooney and all these guys, so it's like, yeah. you know, I'm a fan. But, well, now I mean, I've never had my own team in the World Cup until now, so... Yeah. So, I mean that's that's a, a change, and of course I'm 100% supporting my team, but I'm also still a fan
1: of England. Well, based on that, I hope Panama will do really well as well. And yeah, you never know. You never know. It, it could be England and Panama going through ahead of Tunisia and Belgium. We'll see.
3: Yeah, we'll see what happens. But you know, like you know, <laughs> it's still a week away, so that's right. You know. Well, Many of to
1: get, get ready. Yeah. Well, you have a uh, have a safe trip out there. Uh, enjoy Russia. Enjoy the games. And uh, good luck on that uh, Russian cook or the uh, the cookbook. Um, and if uh, are you are you open to people contacting you on Twitter? Oh yeah, definitely.
3: I'm actually more active on Instagram. It's the same oh.
1: username. Go on into uh, what was it your name?
3: It's Chef Elisa Tell why you
1: do Okay. I tell you what. I will put a link to that on our. Uh, on our Facebook and our Twitter, and uh, if anyone wants to speak Panamanian or get in touch with a cookbook with you, then uh, yeah, that is the way to do it. Awesome. All right, well, well, thank you very much for joining us on the Three Lions podcast, and uh, yeah, good luck. See you as well. So thank you to Eliza there. I hope you managed to make most of that out. She was actually speaking to us uh, from a busy New York side street, hence the background ambience, an American industrial language. But hey, it's nothing we haven't heard before. As she said, she's on Twitter and Instagram. You can find her at Chef Eliza Liu. I'll spell that for you. C-H-E-F-E-L-I-S-A-L-Y-E-W. Drop her a line if you want to speak anything Panamanian or, or cookery relate, related Must also say a big thank you to the England fan that pointed me in her direction. I'm sorry, I've mislaid your name. Uh, but if you are listening, you know who you are. Cheers. Thank you. Now that Panama game, Sunday 24th of June, kick-off 1pm English time. You can find it, it'll be on BBC One. So shortly after we recorded and released the last podcast, the England blind team had made their way through their group games with two wins and a defeat, had made their way through to the knockout stages. We had been drawn against Argentina. Sadly, it went to penalties after ending one apiece, and out we went. The thing with this tournament, it would appear, is you just don't go out. You get opportunities to play more games. So we then played host nation Spain for the chance to finish fifth. It ended nil-nil, and again went to penalties. And yes, you guessed it, we lost that one too. But it wasn't all doom and gloom. We went on to play Morocco. We drew one all, went to dreaded penalties again. But this time we came out on top and finished seventh in the tournament. So well done to all concerned. Well done, boys. Uh, I'm sure there is plenty to be learnt, but I'm sure a good experience all in all. So there we are, what a great start to the World Cup for us. Not since 2006 have we won our opening game. And before that, 1982, so this really can't be understated just how important it is to win that first game. Let's hope we can continue this going forward to Panama. Thank you to Ryan Power, CJ Joyner and Eliza Liu for being part of the podcast and thank you for listening. Now if you're so inclined, please do leave us a review at the provider of your choice, I'd be most grateful. If you are on your way to Russia, safe travels. Don't forget, we are on Twitter at 3 Lions Podcast, and you can also search for that on Facebook where we have a group there. It would be good to chat. I'll be back after that Panama game, reviewing it and looking forward towards the Belgium game. I'll catch up with you then.
0: If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, check out the Classic Football Shirts HQ at the Box in Hackney. Screen in every World Cup match with a pop-up shop, World Cup artwork, and small shirt display from the 14th to the 24th of June. Tickets for guaranteed entry can be bought through Eventbrite. Just search Classic Football Shirts London.